you for downloading this podcast from Sound of Science. Lionel is a VW campervan, but inspired by the words and works of Carl Sagan, Lionel is the spaceship of our imagination. He likes to take people to the edge of the known universe, but before they go, we like to chat to them about music, life and science while we share a delicious pudding. This is Dessert Lionel Discs. Lionel's passenger today doesn't need a spaceship of the imagination. It's astronaut Alan Bean. Okay, I'm Alan Bean. Ca- used to be Captain Alan Bean. Uh, I flew on Apollo 12, Skylab 3, and um, fourth man to walk on the moon. And uh, that's about it. I'm an artist now, so I spend most of my time uh, painting the experiences I had or fellow astronauts had on the moon. We were joined by Kate Outless Gray, as you may know her, Space Kate, a lady determined to get into space herself. So the, the question I would really like to ask you is, given that the photographs that we see of the moon, even the colour photographs look like they're black and white, and yet when I look at your pictures, they're so full of colour, how, how is it that you're translating what you saw on the moon and adding in your experiences to, to come up with the art that you produce now? Well, that's what an artist does. And they're supposed to take the raw material that they see in nature, maybe, or in their imagination, and then uh, do something with it to make it uh, like they wish it were, or it could have been, or whatever they think. So when I first left NASA, when my heart was more of a scientist, astronaut, my first paintings were fairly uh, color-related. They were gray. Maybe after a year or two, I could make them slightly green or slightly yellow. And as time passed and I became more of an artist in my heart, then I could do whatever I felt would be more interesting to look at, both for me and uh, maybe uh, anyone that looked at the paintings. So now uh, that's how I think about it. And so when I'm planning a painting, I usually am telling a story that I want to be remembered long after we're gone. And then uh, I build little models so that I can uh, uh, get the lighting and everything right. And then when I uh, start to paint them, I think about what colors I think might be good in this painting for some reason. And then uh, I try to paint it that way, and then uh, I have to make sure that I think it looks right, and if it does, then I just hope other people like it too. So that's what artists do. We've never seen a uh, a pond of water lilies that looked as good as Monet's water lilies. It just isn't, they just don't. Artists do something different. We've never seen, uh, for example, to stick with Monet, I went to look at the Rouen Cathedral. It's a gray granite building. It's gray, <laughs> and the sun rises all through the day till the sun sets. But he painted it all the colors that he could think of that he liked. And we liked those paintings much better, believe me, than standing in front of the Rouen Cathedral and looking at it when it looks like a gray church. Obviously, I'll have to wait until I get to the moon myself to, <laughs> to really see 
how your pictures compare to the real thing like you did with uh, Monet's Cathedral. Yes, <laughs> you will, cross, you will. Cross one day. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've heard you say before that uh, one of the, the best things about being an artist is that it gives you a freedom that you don't get as a pilot of a spacecraft. And I wondered if you could have that kind of freedom as a pilot of a spacecraft, what would you do with it? Where would you go? My goodness. <laughs> I guess you'd have to say uh, where you've not been before. Yeah. So you'd, that has appeal. It'd be good to go into space and go back to the moon. But if, if right. the competition was between going to the moon and Mars, mm. I would immediately say, let's go to Mars. We okay. haven't been there. Yeah. And if we had been, and then they said, well, we can go there, there, let's try a moon of Jupiter, I'd say, well, let's go that place yeah, and let's yeah. see what's there. So uh, Definitely. that would be the way I think. I know that's how I think, and I think most astronauts feel that way. Absolutely. So someday there will be a, a uh, discussion about it. I think we'll end up going back to the moon because it's a lot cheaper. Yeah. yeah. And that money is always a problem yeah, sure. all the time. So it's never going to be a time in the future where people can say, well, I'll spend uh, uh, this amount, $200 billion to go to the, to the moon, or am I going to spend uh, $800 billion to go to Mars? So it's always going to be like that. Yeah. But I would say save money and go to Mars. Those rocks have been waiting four and a half billion years for us to come grab them. Stand by, Intrepid. We'll be right with you. Okay. Stand by. You guys ought to be spring loaded. Intrepid, your go for EVA. Right there. Cabin reset valve closed. Okay, just a second. Hi there. How are you? Hello. Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. It's a, it's a great honor to meet you. Thank you. Um, nice I'm working to be on your on your on the samples that you brought back. From, oh, you are? From the moon, yeah. So I'm working on Apollo 12 samples for my PhD at the moment. Good. So, so this makes it a really, really special honour for it me. It does. It's and, great. Um, yeah, so I was just, uh, I was, uh, I was just wondering whether you were aware that there are so many of us who are still working on the Apollo 12 samples that you brought back. And, uh, Not specifically, but I do know that scientists around the world are doing this and doing it on the others. And I assume that this will be going on forever as new scientific techniques come available that weren't, that you haven't available to you. Yeah. 20 years from now, some other young lady will be doing the same work, only with better equipment or new ideas or whatever. So yeah. I think, because we're still studying earth rocks, so <laughs> we'll true, be doing yes. the same thing for the moon. and. Uh, and no, I, I'm glad you are, though. I don't think I've ever met one, so this is a treat. I've got some images of the samples that I'm working on, so... Send it over here. Let's yeah. look at it. Let's get some of this now, Pam. Okay. You've already, you've already got the pictures of this thing. Yeah, at 15 feet. I'm just taking it close up. Okay, go get them up. Just look at this black rock here. Okay, wait for me to close. Wait, wait. Uh -oh. right. that I got it. I got it. I got yeah, it. I got it. a picture of the feeling that when that crater was made, it just threw out a big blob of dirt. This is where it landed. So these are the some of the samples that I'm currently looking at. Oh, they're, you got they're some very nice small. Ones. 
I um, use these some of these color plans a lot, like particularly like green and purple, and well, there's red. Those are nice. Yeah, painting so, colors. See, yeah, yes, I'm going to tell somebody. Artist, well, so that's fantastic. I'm going to say next time someone asks me a question <laughs> like you did, I'm going to say, well, that's only in the when what the eye can see. <laughs> but if you uh, thin section them and look at them through uh, who knows what yeah, electron microprobe. Yes, so, while you'll see colors just like this. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Color all the element maps. These, yeah. these, this, these particularly, I find very interesting colors. And yes. what I'm doing these days, I've gone kind of as extreme as I, I like to go. And lately, I've been trying to return to a more gray, but subtle these colors. Yes. So it's right. uh, okay. these what artists do. They do what they like, what feels like it. They should do, mm -hmm. and that's that's the job. That's the job you have. It's not a, as I tell my astronaut friends, I'm not a scientist anymore. I'm an artist, so it's different. You do different things as you have a different job. Can you not be both a scientist and an artist? Wait, well, sure, you can be both. I am both, but. Then you have to then get a balance still, or you could say, "Well, I'm going to treat it just like a scientist today, and I'll paint it gray and uh, white suits and uh, gray shadows." You can do that if you want. Some people would. Is just as valid as some other. In in art, it's uh, it's not science. You're you're trying to do what you believe is would be the most interesting to you because nobody else is there. And so you're doing what's and hoping other people like it too. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's uh, it's a different point of view than science for yeah, you. Sure. Yeah. And it, one rule of art is that uh, I like and I, I didn't catch on to it at first is if it looks right, it is right. I can remember doing things and I would think that doesn't look. It looks like the rover is a little bit big in the front and the a little bit small in the rear and then I'd check the perspective and everything and I'd say that's right and I'd leave it. I wouldn't do that now. I would take it and say it looks a little bit big in the front even though I know it's accurate. I always try to get that. Then I would make it a little bit shorter in the front so it looked like I thought it should look. Yeah. And guys like Degas even when they were doing later in their life, not at first, when they got more understanding he would leave an arm or something on a ballet dancer that he put in there to begin with and decided he ought to change it. Instead of completely removing it, he would leave part of it there because he believed that that was part of the art, the fact that he had tried the art, the hand up here of the, of the, of the ballerina, and later he put it on her. So if you look at some of his late work, you'll see that it, they've got three arms or something. Thank you very much. Do you have those spare copies? I, I appreciate they're not as artistic as, as, as you could produce yourself, but you're very welcome to them anyway. Well, thank you. No. But they are the samples that you put they're, back. See, so they're science. So they're, yes, I can't change <laughs> science this. Science and art. <laughs> That's good. Well, let me just have one. That's thank good. You. Thank yeah, you so thank much. you for this. Okay, I'm going to keep this and show it to people. It was a great honor to meet you. Thank All you very right, much. Thanks thank for uh, doing the work. Yeah. Good luck, too. <laughs>
Sometimes a bit of tension between artists and scientists. You know, the two worlds don't often cross as much as perhaps they, they don't. should do. They I don't. Did you have any kind of kickback or, or people looking down their noses at you when you decided to, to move away from science and become more artistic? If some did. Some uh, asked me if he thought I thought it was worth using my life up being an artist. That's right. <laughs> Everyone has their own way of thinking about things and weighing what's good and what's bad. And that's why I believe it's so hard for people to hold on to their dreams in life. It's because what's important to them is not important to their dad, particularly. Some things, and a lot aren't. And same with their aunt and mother and girlfriend and sister and brother and friends. So it's very hard to uh, hold on to your dreams because all these other people are uh, measuring your dreams against what they think is right. Yes. And of course, if you're in science, then certain things are right. If you're in engineering, certain things are right. But in art or literature or some of these other uh, uh, pursuits, then it's not that way. It's what do you think you would like to do and you still can look at art and decide for yourself whether you think that's good art or not whether it follows because art has basic principles just like engineering or science they're just different principles I've, I've mentioned some of them to you here mm -hmm. so it didn't bother me but I'm sure there's a lot of people that have given up art or writing because because people uh, didn't think it was good. You need to get a... I've met so many, it's, it's almost a caricature, where their parents wanted them to get a real job. Or, yeah. we'll send you to to school to be an artist, but we want you to, to have a real job, too. And there's a lot of truth to that, because you can't make money quick as an artist. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. And so I always advise them, you go to college and get a business degree, something where you can get a good job and make an income where you can have a good family, and then you start studying art. If you do it the other way around, you're going to have an entry-level job with no money, and then you're going to try to do it. It's going to be tougher. I'm sure people have done it, but I don't recommend it. I, I meet so many young people that got an art degree and they're in the selling uh, supplies to me in an art store at some small fee, you know, almost a McDonald's job yeah. mm -hmm. because there's a lot of them. It's not, you don't want to do that. That's a bad way to go, but if you do, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, you want to do it that way. Okay, okay, that's good. I tell them once, you know, I'll say this is what I think and they I get, some of them might re listen, others I can see they don't like that, and then they might say, well, I've, I've already made up my mind. I say, that's good. I hope you can, you know, do good there. It's a good school. You'll learn a lot. I, I shut up. <laughs> they want to go for it. You know, it's just my opinion the other way.
pitch-and-a-roll program, and this baby is really going. Man, there's a 20 seconds. That's a lovely liftoff. That's not bad at all. Everything's looking great. Sky's getting lighter. Okay. 30 seconds. Looks good. Roll start. Move. 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 The hell was that? I lost a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know. Mark, one bravo. Roger, we had a whole bunch of buses drop off. There's nothing. It's nothing. What we got? It's a lot more difficult to do hard work day after day than it is to go to the moon. Going to the moon requires skill and that sort of thing, but it's like a trip to Paris and back. You're home <laughs> in 10 days or 12 days and you've had a good time, you've done something new every day, that's the way it seems to work. But you go up and like now, my hats are off to the people up in the International Space Station because they go up there for six months. And really, that six months they're working as hard as they can. It's great, but it's a lot more difficult to be a great astronaut for six months than it is for ten days, period. I was just wondering um, about things, things that you had taken, personal effects that you might have taken to the moon and anything you might have left there. Well, uh, I'll tell you an interesting story about the painting I'm just finishing up. Uh, I got on the, uh, uh, when they started assigning people to Apollo and Skylab, they assigned me to Skylab. I wanted to be on Apollo, but I was sent to Skylab. And then Pete Conrad had a crew that was Pete Conrad, Dick Gordon, and a fellow by the, a Marine by the name of C.C. Williams. And so they went along in training for a while, and I went along over on Skylab for a while, and then C.C. Williams got killed in an airplane crash. And so uh, then Pete requested that they, you know, Deke come over and get me from Skylab and put him on his crew, which I thought was a great idea, even though I, I had never thought it would happen. I did, it wasn't something I thought would happen. But anyway, it did. And so when we made up our patch, our Apollo 12 patch, we put four stars up in the sky. And then when we went to the moon, then we took one of those patches, and then I had asked C.C. Williams' wife, widow, for his wings that he earned as a marine pilot, and we took those to the moon. And then right at the end of our EVA, we, Pete and I went over near uh, Surveyor Crater, and we put his wings down in, in, in an Apollo 12 patch near there, and then uh, in the painting that I'm just finishing up, I'm leaning over and put, you know, kind of tossing them down. And then Pete's standing over to my left where you are, and he's saluting. And then I've stepped back, not in the painting, but then I stepped back and saluted. And we left those there. And so my guess is that the wings are there perfect as the day that I left them, and will be for millions of years. They'll be beautiful gold uh, pilot wings, and uh, the patch, I wondered, I think with that ultraviolet uh, rays coming in from the sun a lot, maybe it's faded. I don't really know, but I'm guessing it's faded. It'll be there as cloth, but it won't last. 25, 27, 32. Got a clock running over there? Yeah. Hang on. 41. Come on, there it is. 
That's it. That's it. That's it. Staging. Hang on. Okay. GDC's good. Got a good attitude, gang. Can we copy, Pete? You're looking good. Jump pressure's okay. We're okay. Now we're figuring out our problems here. I don't know what happened. Uh, I'm not sure we can get hit by lightning. Your thrust is looking good, Pete. Okay, I have a good GDC, and Al has got the fuel cells back on, and we'll be working on our AC buses. Right, Pete, your fuel cells look good down here. I think we need to do a little more all-weather testing. Amen. And I took a lot of uh, things for friends. Uh, one of my uh, friends, uh, who was kind of smart, gave me a locket that his wife could have and in the locket you opened it up and there was a picture of all their family each of, had a number of things like that so his comment was and her was uh, I was taking their family to the moon so that was a clever idea and I took a lot of uh, things like that people would ask you know and I would say I didn't have time to think about all this you're busy trying to learn to fly to the moon and back correctly. <laughs> Stay alive. That's on your mind. The rest is, if I can do it, I'll do it. And so we did. And the curious thing about it is uh, a lot of the things I had no idea, you know, they said, would you take it? I said, yes. I, had, I never saw it again, probably. Don't know what it was and didn't think about it at all. So I get back from the flight and then I've got all this stuff, they, you know, in the kits. I look at it, and then people would come up and say, well, Alan, did you bring back the locket? Yeah. Well, sure, here it is. <laughs> I ended up with about four or five different things that I took for somebody that I still have in a safe deposit box because <laughs> I have no idea who the heck they want for, yeah. or even if they ask me, and I've often laughed about it there's somebody five people out there saying yeah. that guy took it to the moon and never gave it back <laughs> well yeah but i didn't i still got him yeah. so if they ever would show up and tell me what it is i would go to my safety deposit box and find it yeah. and give it to them yeah. so that's kind of part of it too you don't have time to think about these things no. you got to uh, learn the things that are life and death. You've got to find a way to get there and back alive. And that's on your mind. And anything else is just extra. And you do it if you can. But you don't think about it. You don't have it on your mind. I had it, none of that on my mind. I didn't have art on my mind. If I had, I would have taken a nice sheet of watercolor paper about this size and two or three acrylic brushes. The night I had time to do it. Night I would have lifted the shade there on the limb and done a little sketch. First art ever done yeah, on the yeah. moon. It would yeah. be great. Yeah. Never thought of it. Well, Never thought of it. We have to go didn't, didn't think of any of it in Skylab either. You get involved in these things and you... Uh, I'm a single-minded person and so I, uh, I kind of do things and I'm not a multitask person. Okay. When I'm here, I'm thinking about giving good speeches. I don't think about art, but I will be when I get on that plane going home. Okay. Because well, I'll be thinking about it. We're very glad you're here. We're yeah. very much looking yeah. forward to your speech and we're very glad you got to the moon and back. Yeah. All right. Thank well, you. thank you. Me too. Yeah. Thanks for coming.
years ago, the great British explorer George Mallory, who was to die on Mount Everest, was asked why did he want to climb it. He said, because it is there. Well, space is there. And we're going to climb it. And the moon and the planets are there. And new hopes for knowledge and peace are there. 130 feet, 124 feet, feet. 120 feet coming down at 6. You got 9%. 8%. You're looking okay. 96 feet coming down at 6. Slow down the descent rate. 80 feet. 80 feet coming down at 4. You're looking good. 70 feet. Looking real good. 63 feet. 60 feet coming down at 3. 50 feet coming down. Watch for the dust. Now, 46. Low level. 42 feet coming down at 3. Coming down at 2. Okay. Start the clock. 42 feet coming down at 2. 40 coming down at 2. Looking good. Watch for that. 31. 32. 30 feet. Coming down at 2 feet. You got plenty of gas. Plenty of gas, dude. Hang in there. 18 feet coming down at 2. He's got it made. Come on in there. 24 feet. Contact light. Roger. Copy contact. Drop. Pro. Yeah, pro. Okay. Make your arm off. Okay. And cycling south. You got your descending command override off. Yep. And she does. Yeah, cycle the main shutoff valve. Okay. Front seat closed. You get both brakes for the The brakes are closed. Landing. Hey, outstanding, man. After I am beautiful.